Hey guys, it's Steve again. Uh, welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm here with uh, co-host Jen Shin. Uh, just an update if you guys uh, haven't heard already um, on our Facebook page, but we're officially on iTunes now. Yay! Yep. Uh, so if you have an Apple device, uh, you can just subscribe to our, podca- our podcast via iTunes, um, so it'll download automatically, so you don't have to download it manually anymore um all you have to do is search no one is listening uh all one word uh and so if you can just please review rate and subscribe to our feed and uh it'll just get on your phone or ipad or whatever uh just real easy just automatically so uh without further ado we'll go into this week's episode where we're talking about podcasts yes i think this is like in celebration of us being on itunes i think so too perfect topic I think so too. Um, so, Jen, why don't you give us a real brief overview? Because I, I was actually shocked because we were talking about you know what our next episode was going to be about, and we decided on podcast. And then you um, dropped a bomb on me about What's the bomb. Oh, the, so I I just assumed because podcasts are synonymous with like iTunes at this point, I had assumed they were like a modern thing but you you corrected me on that right well you're not wrong so i guess um according to the history of podcasting (laughs) wikipedia entry it actually does go back to the 1980s but that's because all podcast um podcasting is is really just audio blogging and people have been blogging forever um but i think it really took off in the late like 2004 2005 Mm -hmm. and that's because it like itunes and apple added the podcast tab to their iTunes store. And so that definitely helps. So you're not wrong about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But apparently now, modern day, there's about 115,000 like English language podcasts. 115,000, yeah. And we're one of the many, but... Well, um, 115,000 and one. And one. You're totally right. Um, And, you know, podcasts, I feel like, are accessible because they're available on a wide variety of platforms and you know they're usually at like little or at no cost to the listeners so mm. i think they make the perfect sort of um form of entertainment for you to listen to um what i really like about podcasts is it makes you listen right mm. it makes you pay attention because you know when you're watching tv or whatever it's so easy to tune out but right. anything that's sort of odd auditory I think I just made up that word. Let's it really just it. forces you to listen and pay attention. So in this age of multitasking, I think that's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, it's an actual word, guys. Fact check. <laughs> um, so I think, Steve, you can kind of talk about what we think is really the cause of this popularity in podcasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think... Um, you know, you bring up a, a. By the way, I also did not know blogging was a thing before the internet. I didn't know that was. I mean, I feel like people have been just like. I mean, I guess it's called journaling. I don't journal. Know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> journal. Okay, no, that that I that I recognize a lot more as being something that that goes that predates the internet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think you know, there's a specific podcast, and I th- I think this is kind of a for debate, but arguably, I think uh, the podcast that kind of blew up. Um, the scene is is serial, mm-hmm. right? Um, I you had a few numbers that you threw at me about about serial, and these are unconfirmed because I don't. I, there's well, no like Nielsen for podcasts. Yeah, right? I don't think so. But I think um, I mean we look up stats on our podcast, mm-hmm. and so I think they're available. Yeah. Um, but you know, serial. I think it launched when was it 2014, 2015? I think so. I'll double check. Um, that. 
It was the fastest podcast to reach 5 million downloads. Um, I think mm. I read somewhere that cumulatively the episodes of Serial have been downloaded over 100 million times. That is crazy. Which is really crazy. And um, it's interesting, and I guess we can talk about it, but there's two seasons mm. of um, Serial. And season one was sort of this like phenomenon that... like. It was really water cooler material, would you say? Like it was Absolutely. even more so than the latest episode of whatever hot TV show. Because or it was on that level. It, you it know? was totally on that level. Um, I feel like season two was not so much, um, and I can't really figure out why that is. But I don't think it has anything to do with um, the actual popularity of the show because I believe that um, on average, like. Each episode was downloaded like 20 million times. So that's still a ridiculously high number. I just think the the buzz about and the, um, uh, I guess, the water cooler effect of season one maybe didn't translate over into season two. But I think it was still wildly popular still. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it also has to do with, I'm looking at the original like release dates for these. And so for season one, it was from October 3rd to December 18th. And... You know, something you notice about this, and even though this doesn't, this isn't a podcast, what I'm about to reference now, it's, it released in around the same time, um, this past, like, holiday season, uh, How to Make a Murder. It's mm-hmm. like, when you release content in, like, that holiday season, whether it's, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas, well, when you know... have ample time. Exactly. Ample time. And especially when it comes to cereal, like... Travel time. Yeah. You know, you know people are traveling. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are always looking for stuff to listen to, to watch, uh, things that are, you know, easily digestible, especially through mobile yeah. devices. You know, I was reading this, this article about how um, a lot of even websites now, uh, they don't make, you know, webs or they don't design their pages for to be read on a computer most of it's just for ipads and phones mm-hmm. you know most more most people visit websites through their phone yep. more than anything else now um and so you have this huge boom that i feel like you know you have podcasts that are exploding and you know radio is like quietly dying you know uh although if you really think about it it's kind of the same similar thing, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I feel like I know more people that listen to iHeart the iHeart Radio app mm-hmm. than the actual like radio in their Got car. It. That's what you're saying. You yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like even with cereal, I didn't. Were you into it? I was super into season one. Yeah. I was super into yeah. season one, and I think you're right. Um, with a lot of like, uh, with a lot of you know things that are like hot in the moment. Yeah. Or things that are new, um, everyone talks about it, and there's like a core group that continue on that. Like, see, I'm thinking about like certain TV shows, like The Walking Dead, or you know, whatever that are like massive hits, and the numbers dwindle over time a little bit. But there's like a 75 percent of like that original group that that keeps it going strong. And so, yeah, with season two, I haven't heard anyone talk about season two once. I, this conversation might be the first time I've heard it. Referenced in real I life. I don't think that's true, but... Well, I mean, for me... For real life, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. So, I guess we can talk... So, season one was really based on a crime that had happened in the 90s that pretty much no one had really heard about, and Serial sort of brought that to the foreground, mm-hmm. and now it's, it's become sort of an active case again. I think mm-hmm. his, um, like, conviction 
has been, uh, I'm not using the correct jargon, <laughs> but, um, you know, the guy at the center of, um, the accused person at the center of season one is sitting in jail, but because of all of this, all, this stuff, all of yeah. this stuff happening, um, his, uh, I don't know, conviction has been, like, a- I, I, I think what's going on is, um, so he's appealing, and I don't know if the, if he's been granted an appeal, but I believe the case has been reopened because of the testimony of, of like that girl that saw him in the library. Mm-hmm. Whatever. If you have no idea what are, what we're talking about, it's fine. Go download. You should season download one. season one. Season one yeah. is amazing. Season one is amazing. So when I think about season two and why it hasn't really caught like fire the way season one has, I think there's a couple of things. Um, first of all, season two is based on a case that is very much in the public light right now, mm. and it's an active, ongoing trial. Right. Right. Um, and also, it involves somebody who is really controversial. Right, right. Because for all of the things that have happened to this um, sergeant, he also walked off of the base that he was supposed to be serving at. And so a lot of people have very mixed feelings about him. And I think military cases are also very um, complex. Yeah. And I think I think there's a myriad of different reasons why season two is not as talked about. But apparently the numbers speak for them for themselves. I think um, Serial is still really, really popular. But seriously, if you haven't listened to Serial, and if you're one of the only people on Earth who has not listened to Serial, season one, go download it. You will not regret it. Here's a question. Did you, have you listened to any episodes of season two? Yeah, I listened to the first two, and then I just, like, I wasn't I, I didn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even bring myself to download the first episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and, you, you knew you just weren't going to be interested you know in what this it was? case? The, you, it's, no, it's not that at all. It's Because uh, I wouldn't have even cared about the case in season one if someone had explained it to me, you know, to, like, start with. Uh The reason I didn't want to listen to season two is because of how season one ended. I was like, oh... I, like I know there it is no ending. Yeah, because I I mean I know it's it's real, real life, but I was expecting some sort of like satisfactory conclusion. There was no I I wasn't satisfied by the conclusion, so I was like it's gonna be I'm, this, this it's gonna be the exact yeah. same thing. So I mean it I, kind of is right. Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of like the boom and like serial. I think you could pinpoint as like the boom in in modern podcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, should we go into some of our favorite ones? Yeah. All right, cool. We have um, some recommendations for you guys yeah. as well. So, I mean, obviously the first recommendation is this one. You should you should definitely, totally. definitely listen to this one. And if you haven't reviewed yet, <laughs> please review. Definitely subscribe on iTunes. Um, <clears throat> why don't you go first? Which one uh, do you want to talk about first? Um, so, since we are a technically a pop culture mm-hmm. podcast, um, I think a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are pop culture related. And my favorite one happens to be NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Um, it's hosted by an NPR blogger. She's she's great. And it's um, her and a roundtable of like-minded hosts. And they take turns talking about movies, music, television. So everything that you and I sort of talk about Um but there are really smart discussions on um, on pop culture, and I think it's just a really, really fun podcast. 
Um, so I guess I guess what we can do is sort of recommend for anybody who wants to check any of our recommendations out, mm. like an episode that they can start with. Um, this one's kind of hard because it, I think it depends on like what type of pop culture you're into. Right, right. But they did do a um, 2016 summer movie preview recently. Was it as um, good as ours? Yeah, I mean, ours is obviously better, but theirs was really, really interesting, and they do it every year. And Uh I think think they've done this before where they make predictions like we did, Uh but they go back a year later, and they all cringe at, like, how wrong they Uh were, and it's it's actually really, really fun. But um, so I would start there, and if you like that, then all the other ones are um, available for you to listen to. Cool, that's a good one. Um, the first one uh, that I wanted to mention was uh, The Low Post, uh, but it's L-O-W-E. Uh, it's an ESPN podcast uh, hosted by Zach Lowe, who happened to be our mutual friend's high school history teacher, which, uh, just side note, I keep trying to get her to uh, like send him a friend request on Facebook, and she refuses. But, you know, one day. One, one day. day. Yeah. Um, so this is the podcast where Mindy Kaling was on? Yes, it? yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, and the reason I, I love it, his podcast isn't just because he's, like, a phenomenal, um, like, uh, NBA writer, but he has really interesting guests on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy, there's, there's two guys in particular that are my favorite guests. One is Jared Dudley, who is an actual NBA player, mm-hmm. and... But he's not like a... Like an active NBA player? Active, yeah. See, okay, see, I'm glad you asked because um, he's not a household name. Yeah. He's... Who does he play for? Uh, I don't... Oh, he played for the Washington Wizards. He played, played for... This past season. Oh, but uh, You know, who knows where he'll be next year. Um, and what's really cool is when you hear NBA players who are not superstars, yeah. um, you realize they're, that they're a lot more like normal people than you'd think. You know, I think when you see on TV and movies, you see, like, all these flat... You, you yeah. assume they're, like, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, like, these, like, super-duper stars. But even amongst NBA players, they are one in, like, 300. Yeah. You know? Um, they are the 1% even amongst them, you know? And if you think about it, like, yeah, these let's say this guy gets paid... Um, he's a bad example because he does get paid fairly well. Mm-hmm. He's a millionaire, you know. But just then one. just <laughs> so he let's say he's made a few million dollars, right? Uh-huh. Um he's, you know, 35, 36 or something. That's and not then, considered old. Yeah, yeah. And but that's the thing, right? Like that so he might actually be a little younger, but in a few years he'll be in his mid to late thirties. And then that's it. You know? Um and then he that has to either last him forever, yeah. you know, or he has to get another job, probably at ESPN like or something. Staying live with Kelly, Rebecca. exactly, <laughs> you know, and then he'll still make a good amount, but nowhere near what he made before. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just cool, kind of getting to hear uh, the perspective of, of players who are not superstars, especially because um, when they're at that level, there is no like team behind them there's no like pr team right. there's no publicist you know it, they're just being themselves they're being really real mm-hmm. um so i like that and then the other guests he has on is uh he talks one of his i don't want to call it codes but a re- recurring guest is this guy named kevin artovitz and not to like i don't know how this might make me make me sound like a neanderthal but um so he's a he's a gay sports writer uh-huh. and when i found that out so i'd heard him on the podcast a bunch of times right because he he 
he comes on regularly, and um, always loved him. And then they just like casually dropped that that he was gay. That he was gay. Um, and I was like, oh, oh. Um, Did that I, change the way you? No, no, not not at all. In fact, I was like, ah, oh, man, I was kind of proud yeah. that like it didn't change. Yeah. I was Good like, for oh, you, <laughs> I was like kind of proud that it didn't change the way I felt or thought about it. And all, and I was kind of like, I always have that kind of in the back of my mind, or like, uh, like an ace in the hole. If whenever I kind of hear, uh, almost like uh, you know, like homophobic talk, especially in like uh, sports atmosphere, yeah. you know, I always have that like in like a bullet in my chamber just to get ready to use. Um, and so yeah, I, I love the guests that he has. He has a, a nice uh, mix of, of people, and you know, he's. Kind of, he's kind of weird. Like, you'd think he's like a jock or like kind of, you know, like just like super bro because mm-hmm. he's like an ESPN writer, or whatever, but he is super smart, you know. So, uh, Wait, so, yeah, so check it's that. a podcast about about the NBA exclusively, Got about it. the NBA exclusively. But then he also has like celebrity guests, like Mindy Kaling, or like it was that just kind of that like was one-off? random. That was, that was because, oh, they, because had they had a Dartmouth connection. They had a Dartmouth connection. All right, yeah. so I um, won't be listening to this. So yeah, if if you're ch- if you're looking to uh, check out a specific episode, if you find one with Jared Dudley, that's that's the one I would say to to check out. It, it'll change your mind about like what professional athletes are like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Um, so I'll just continue with my pop culture theme. I actually really like this podcast. It's called Switched on Pop. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's basically um, a podcast that's hosted by two, like, musicologists. I think they're both, like, both have, like, PhDs in music wow. and whatever. Um, in music. Wow. But they break down pop songs to figure out, like, what makes it a hit and what its place in pop culture hmm. is and it's really interesting and even if you don't know music jargon which I don't because they'll, they'll get into like oh see how this chord starts in E minor like I'm like I don't know <laughs> that um, it's just really interesting to hear them talk about music and and especially pop music because I think we had this conversation about how pop culture and pop especially like top 40 I think mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. is kind of lowbrow right yeah, but yeah. because these are two people who are so trained in music and they bring that level of um, context and education to like a One Direction song, right? Like it just, it's a really fascinating take on um, pop music of today. Um, one of my favorite episodes is the, it's an episode they did on Max Martin, who is a Swedish um I guess he's a producer um, who has been in the industry for 20 years making music. Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Um, he's worked with Britney Spears. He's worked with Backstreet Boys. So they kind of break down all of his, um, they break down his music. And I also really like, and I think your girlfriend would really like this, but there's an episode um, where they sort of look at the career of Taylor Swift. Hmm. And her music. So it's really, really interesting. I would really, really recommend starting at least with those two episodes. Great, great. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to, I'll carry the theme of when people talk about things, I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a podcast called Keeping It 1600. And it's a, a podcast about um, politics. And it's hosted by uh, Dan Pfeiffer and John Favreau. Not the director, John Favreau. Okay, 
The speechwriter. The speechwriter. How do you know about the speechwriter? How do you know about... He is a young, hot guy. Of course I know about him. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a... <laughs> he used to date Rashida Jones, actually. Really? Yeah. Or so the rumor is. But, um... Yeah. But yeah, he's... He's like he's, a cool guy who I, He's a suit. He's super... I, so it's like... Sometimes I think about it. It's like, he's like 30 now. Yeah. And so he was Obama's mm-hmm. speechwriter mm-hmm. before he even ran. I think like as when he was thinking about running for president, yep. he hired him. As, and that was like however many years ago, you know. Um, and so it's him and uh, Dan Pfeiffer was his communications director, I believe. And so there's definitely, uh, you know, liberal bias in their podcast. But they have conservative guests. Keeping it 1600? Keeping it 1600. Okay. They have a conservative... Are you... Subscribing now. I'm hitting support. <laughs> um, because so yeah, they have conservative guests. You know, their whole thing is, um, yeah, they're they're definitely biased for sure. Um, but it it's super intelligent, and yeah. even the conversations they have with conservative guests are super intelligent. Um, and I've I've learned more through this podcast than any like U.S. AP class I've ever taken you know more than any social studies class I've ever taken I've learned more from this podcast um yeah is it a temporary like I mean the description literally says um blah 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 hosts this podcast to discuss the political world and all you need to know before November so like oh no I don't think I don't think it's okay I mean it might be it might just be temporary until November because I don't know it's kind of like the same thing with uh with the Daily Show and the Colbert Report it was you know or like the SNL's Weekend Update mm-hmm. you know where um a lot of it like they were most popular during election mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. so it might go away after November but I mean I hope it doesn't okay. but but we'll see but it, it is phenomenal they'll do weekly recaps of what's happened in the world of politics oh, and great. and they'll kind of help you dissect all of it um and they'll talk about what's ridiculous, what's not ridiculous. And what my favorite thing is they'll kind of, you know, so there's the whole thing today about, you know, oh, did the AP kind of jump the gun announcing that Hillary had enough delegates for the nomination? Um, and they kind of break it down for you and they're, they'll tell you like, oh, you know, yes or no. You know, they'll, they'll break down the numbers for you. And I appreciate that a lot because sometimes I have no idea what to believe, what not yeah, to believe, yeah. you know, what anything even means so um keeping it 1600 that's definitely uh not just my favorite but it's the only political podcast yeah, I, like I feel it. like it's the only one i need to be honest yeah yeah what awesome. about you um so i'm gonna veer away from pop culture and like kind of go into random slash life um so a podcast that i really like and i really like this because of the host um her name's anna sale and she hosts the podcast called death sex and money mm-hmm. basically she um I guess there was, she was working, I believe, at WNYC, which is the um, the media distributor of mm-hmm. this podcast. And they had put out this open call for people who work there to pitch their show, and but pitch a show. And she, she wanted to really sort of, um, 
ask big questions about taboo subjects that are sort of mm. left out of, you know, polite conversation. So hence death, sex, and money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not the podcasts aren't about those three topics per right. se, but, you know, she has a really humanistic and sympathetic style of asking questions. And she asks them bluntly to people. Um and, like, she's interviewed, like, sex workers. She's interviewed um, people who cheat. So it's a really interesting, like, peek into lives of those that, you know, like, uh, lives that most of us don't lead, you know? Um, and it's just really, really interesting. I would start with, um, there's a couple of episodes that are all really great. I don't particularly love the episodes where she um, interviews like celebrities or people, like one person. Mm. Um, so she does a lot of episodes where it's like grouped around a theme, oh, a topic. So cheating happens is one of them. Like why do people cheat? And so she like interviews people who've been cheated on or who have cheated. And it's just, it's a, it's such a more layered and deeper discussion than like cheating is bad, don't do, like whatever. Right. Um, she recently did a series of podcasts on New Orleans for hmm. the 10 year, yeah. I think it was 10 year. Um, anniversary of Hurricane Katrina and she's like interviewed specific people um, who were part of that time and she's also done this pot this uh, episode on siblinghood and so that was really interesting to me because I don't have siblings but she like it delves into people's like relationships with their siblings and stuff so I think I think it's a really 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 interesting um, podcast Cool. Um, I'm going to bring it back to pop culture mm-hmm. just for a second. Uh, the My favorite, this is the first podcast I think I subscribe to. Um, it's taken on different forms. Currently, it's called The Watch. Uh, it's hosted by Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. Um, they're both, what is it? They're both, uh, well, no, Andy Greenwald is an author and writer, while Chris Ryan is an editor at a website called The Ringer. Mm-hmm. It used to be Grantland, yes. right? Um, so that's why it's taken on a different. Yeah, yeah, because Grand Lang got uh, canned by ESPN. Um, so <clears throat> this was like the first time I had heard uh, pop culture and you know music, movies, TV shows talked about in a highbrow yeah. way, you know, uh, in very very intelligent way. Um, and they just happen to like some of the same things I like. They'll do a week. They do a weekly recap of Game of Thrones. Um, they'll talk about, you know, some of the big movies that come out, um, and then they talk about, you know, music that's come out, so they'll talk about... Does the yeah. weekly recap, Game of Thrones recap episodes, or is it the same episode as when they're talking about other Originally, yeah. it was. So originally, they do, like, the first 20 minutes on Game of Thrones and the, the rest of the hour on other whatever stuff. else. Yeah. Uh, but recently, they have, like, their own HBO show now. So they'll do. So they actually have an HBO show called After the Thrones that mm. airs afterwards that recaps and stuff. But they still talk about it a little bit okay. on the podcast. Um, and so the if you look for the watch uh, on iTunes, episode sixteen um, is one of my personal favorites because they talk about Kanye's Twitter beef and when he just goes off on Twitter right before the launch of the Life of Pablo and that. Anytime they talk about Kanye, it is it's so good. There's a switched on pop episode about um, Pablo. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I see. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you whenever you get a chance, uh, if you're super into Kanye like I am, and like everyone else who shut down Eleventh Street this past, <laughs> were you there? Week, no, I mean I would. I'll you're be honest. Not. When I saw it, I was like, I need to go. Should I 
Should I go? It was so late, though. That was the only problem. Yeah. Um, it's lame, Steve. Yeah, I know. I am, and I'm lame. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're one of the people that shut down 11th Street this past weekend, uh, definitely give episode 16 a listen about uh, Kanye and the Twitter beef. Uh, what's your next one? Um, so season one was really, really short, and I don't know when season two is coming back, but it's a it's a tiny gem of a podcast called The Mystery Show, mm-hmm. and basically the host, um, I think her name's Starly Kine, she tries to solve mysteries, and not like... Like serial not mysteries? Not like serial mysteries or not like, oh my gosh, do aliens exist, but like mysteries that are like really, really personal to to specific people and can't be solved by Googling, so... My favorite episode obviously involves Britney Spears. Um, no, but it's really, really interesting. So this person who... Wait, before, before you yeah. go, it might not be obvious to some people, but... Oh, I love Jenshin is obsessed I love with Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. We, you know, we have an... Ep- we have, like, you know, obsession of the weaker, you know, obsession of the episode. Obsession of your life Obsession, be, Obsession of lifetime would Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. Yeah, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> But basically, um, this failed author who had written a book that nobody had read got a Google alert one day, and she opened the Google alert, and she clicked on it, and basically, Britney Spears was coming. It's a paparazzi photo. Britney Spears is coming out of a restaurant, and she happens to be holding this book that no one had bought, no one had read, and so she asks Starly to investigate why the F Britney Spears would be holding her book. And it culminates into like her, like this host buying a ticket to go see Britney at a fan meet and greet just so she can ask these questions. But, but those are the types of mysteries. It's like really personal to, to one specific person. And she tries to kind of get to the bottom of it. There's a really awesome episode and they're not celebrity based, but, um, I'm just naming the celebrity based ones. Um, because those are your favorite ones. Because those are right, like, obviously <laughs> my favorite ones, where, like, some person is like, I cannot figure out how tall Jake Gyllenhaal is. And when you Google it, it gives you different answers. Huh. So she gets tries to get to the bottom of it, and it culminates into her, like, actually, like, talking to him on the That's phone. So it's, a, it's actually a really, really fun podcast. I think there's only six episodes. Huh. Um, and I don't know when season two is coming out, but it's really, really cute. Interesting. I like uh, it. Just an aside about the the Britney Spears. Thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always like a premeditated move. The celebrity holding a book because they know they're gonna get yeah you know um, photographed. I, you know, I feel like whenever I see uh, like women who are like right after like a relationship, they always be like, "Why you deserve better?" Like, right, you know, right. they'll always have this like is a- like such a <laughs> random book and like had nothing to do with anything that she was probably going through in her life, which made it all that more like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I was walking out of a restaurant, I think I'd be like carrying like war and peace or whatever. And we're like, Jenshin is super, like super smart and super, <laughs> not some random failed author's like weird book. So it was a really good episode. It's a really great episode. Cool. Um, my next one is a podcast called um, Talk is Jericho. This is a wrestling podcast, but it's hosted by a professional wrestler. And so here's the thing, right? Like, active, current, act, current, active, and one of the all-time greats. Uh, he, so it, it's it's weird because in wrestling, it's like they put on a show. It's a performance, mm-hmm. right? It's they're acting, and um, 
the results are predetermined and it's 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 a drama you know it's like a play except with like physicality right um and it's weird because then like right after that he'll have a podcast where he's talking about it like normal people would talk about it mm-hmm. and it's it, it, it the first time i heard it it was kind of hard to reconcile but i've gotten used to it now but it's like it would be like if um a child talked to the guy who was pretending to be santa about what it was like pretending to be santa that's your analogy that's my analogy okay, that's yeah. what it's like listening to this it. podcast yeah. um and my favorite one is so it kind of breaks the illusion a little bit it, it a does lot it, a, a lot of yeah. a lot of it for sure um but in in and in other ways i think they do it or i think he does it partly to give fans um an added layer of appreciation for what they do. Cause there's, mm-hmm. you know, you think you know everything, but then you find out that it's even crazier. It's, it's right. an even harder life than you could have possibly yeah. have imagined. Yeah. Um, my favorite episode is the one where he talks to, okay. So, uh, there was uh, a match. I talk about it like it's like a real fight. Um, there was, there was a match he had with another. So Chris Jericho had a match with this guy named Neville. And during the match, Neville legitimately breaks his ankle. Right, so it's unplanned, unplanned, totally. Un- oh, yeah, obviously unplanned. They're not faking. He actually breaks his ankle, and um, they're like kind of. There's like a second of panic where you see that um, something something is right. wrong, and everyone is frozen for like a second. And Chris Jericho is pretending to be the bad guy, uh-huh. and so he's yelling at the referee. But as he's yelling at the referee, pretending to look like a jerk, he's actually telling him the instructions, like what we're going to do next, Uh right? And if you listen closely enough, you can kind of hear it. And in this interview, they just like explain what happens, you know, like their thought process. Did you watch that match? I I did watch that match. And you had no idea what was happening? I I was confused. I was like, oh, is this real? Is it not real? I, I think after the match was over... You kind of realize what happens because they ended the match in a really uh, weird way. With the paramedics coming. No, sometimes they'll use paramedics and you're not sure. If it's an actor. If it's an act or not, you know, Um, because so like here's the thing, right? They used to have this symbol where if someone crossed their arms a certain way, Uh that meant the paramedics were coming down and that was always real. And fans caught on to that. Once fans caught on to that, they started using that. To, like, their advantage. They started using that, and you couldn't tell if it was real or not, because sometimes they do it, and it, it was fake. Oh, so they're faking, they're trying to fake they're you They're trying out. to fake you out, yeah. yeah. Um, so as we get smarter as fans, they find ways to outsmart us, yeah. right? Um, and so he, that was my favorite one, where, you know, he just talks to this referee about how, you know, they were like, holy crap, like, this dude's ankle just broke, like, what are we going to do? And their thought process in real time is pretty fascinating, to, uh, that sounds so interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, so that's mine. You Do you have a, an, another one? Yeah. So I guess I have... I'm just going to group these two. Um, Radio Lab and Reply All. Um, I don't listen to a lot of Radio Lab, but the reason that I picked Radio Lab is because there's a really fascinating episode that I love so much. Um, it's called K-Paparazzi, oh, and they examine this world of um, K-pop, but also the rise of the paparazzi culture in Korea. So, hmm. like, the TMZ of Korea. Like, it's it was... There's really, a TMZ in Korea? There's, like, there's like the TMZ of version, Korea? Yeah, yeah. The TMZ of huh. Korea, not so much TMZ as right, in right, Korea. Right. Um, 
And then I just recently, I'm kind of behind on a couple of episodes, but I just recently listened to um, an episode called On the Edge, and it's it's about um, ice skating, and a, in particular, a French black ice skater. Her name's Sonia Surya Bonali, and she was really, really famous in back in the 90s. And, you know, she has, like, athleticism, and she, like can do a backflip on ice and yet like she has never really won accolades Mm. like the Nancy Kerrigan's world and so it kind of examines like what that's all about like whether it's racism or whether it's you know this or that and that was a really fascinating episode but my my new favorite my new favorite podcast is really Reply All Mm -hmm. it's hosted by PJ Voigt, I think, and Alex Goldman, and they're, like, super self-deprecating and super likable, but they bill themselves as a show about the internet and, like, technology, hmm. but I really think that it's really about human stories and human experiences with the sprinkle of technology mixed in. Um, the episode that I would start with is called The Cathedral, and it's about... Um, I think it made headlines recent or not recently, but a while back... Um, uh, a couple whose one-year-old gets diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and as a way of coping with it, the dad creates a video game around the cancer experience. The, the dragon one? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And it goes into, like, his thought process and, like, interviews with them, and it's alter- it's so fascinating and heartbreaking at the same time, and it's just, I felt like it was, like, such a good episode. So mm-hmm. they definitely check out The Cathedral. Reply All is the podcast. I love it. Did you have any others? No, I'm good. Oh, okay, yeah. No, same, same here. There's so many. I, listen, yeah, there's a, there's I literally a ton. listen to yeah. so many podcasts, and I could have talked about any one of them. Um, yeah, I have, like, five more on, like, my yeah, phone that I'm subscribed yeah. to, but those are the ones that I wanted to definitely hit. You guys should all check out. Um, in, in addition to listening to our... Of course. I mean, this should be number one. This should be Definitely. your number one priority. Um, so uh, why don't we take a quick break, yeah. um, and then we'll be back with our obsessions uh, of the week. Sounds good. All right. Uh, we're back, guys. And uh, so we're going to finish this off talking about our obsessions of the week. Um, you want to go first? Or okay. you wanna... All right. It doesn't matter. Why don't you go first? Why don't you go ahead? Um, so I have two. One's just a really quick one. Um, last time we did this, my obsession of the week was the hoopla surrounding Beyonce's right, Lemonade. Right. And I had said that I hadn't listened to it. Mm-hmm. Well, since then, I've seen her perform in Boston last week. So I made myself, like, listen to the album beforehand. It's good. Yeah. It's really, 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 really good. So you should definitely listen to it. I love every song on it. And if you have a chance to see her, oh, <laughs> she's not human. I have a girl crush. Um, is that a title exclusive or is it available? Everywhere? Well, I bought the CD because I buy music, but oh. I can certainly share it with you. But yeah, I don't know that it's on... Um, it's not on Apple Music Non-title. or Spotify. Yeah, or I don't, I don't think so. But it's really, really, really good. So, Steve, you should definitely, definitely listen to it. Have you watched? I did it? not watch it yet, but now I'm like super excited to watch it because 
I know the songs. Um, she has some actually really interesting collaborations in mm. the in the like she. I know you don't like the weekend, but she has a song with the weekend that I, I mean, really, f- really like. We, the weekend, he's fine. Oh, okay. You know, oh, you fine. don't like the song? Can't feel my face. Yeah, I don't like the song, but it. the weekend, yeah, he's fine. Um, and then she also has a song with Jack White of. Mm. White Stripes, and mm-hmm. it sounds exactly like a White Stripes song, which is really interesting, right? Because that's not Beyonce. Uh, he's name. amazing. He's, so he's amazing. amazing, and she is amazing because she makes the song work. So, mm-hmm. Lemonade, yes. Um, but my actual obsession of the episode or week or whatever you want to call it is um, is called Unreal. It's a drama that's on Lifetime, and that is the only flaw that it has. It's <laughs> on Lifetime TV. Um, it was a summer series last year, and season two just started last night. But it's basically um, about this uh, television producer and her boss, and they are um, they are producers on a bachelorette or bachelor like show. Mm-hmm. And in their world, it's called Everlasting Love. Oh my god! Yeah, I've seen previews for this in like the movie theater. It is. So good. And the reason I feel... So they basically sacrifice integrity to, like, make this Bachelor show entertaining. And so they'll do whatever they need to do to make the contestants say things or be stupid or whatever. And it just makes me feel like that's what really happens in real life and on The Bachelor. And actually, one of the creators of the show, she was a former... um, I think producer on The Bachelor. So that's why people think that the stuff that happens on this on this fake TV show um, could easily be, you know, from the real world. Uh, I, yeah. As you're explaining to me, I'm realizing I've seen previews for this in movie theaters, like AMC theaters, yeah. before the movie shows up when they do like the weird stuff. And I, I, I've, I know it is because this is the one with. Sherry Appleby. Yeah. Right? Do you love her? Um, How do you know Sherry Appleby? It's such a random... Do you remember the show Roswell? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> do you know, do you my remember? favorite show in high school. I I that's how I know her from from Roswell. Did you love Roswell? I love. I love Roswell. <laughs> I love that that man. That show was so. That's how I also know Catherine Heigl. Let's not talk about her. She's the worst. Oh, is but she yeah. the worst? Okay. Oh, the worst. Either either way. Yeah, I mean, sure, Appleby. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone from that show was really odd, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I used to be obsessed with that show. Steve, my <laughs> high school friend Christina and I used to watch the show, take recaps, come to school the next day, and share our recaps. And then when I tell people that story, they're like, "Did you not have a phone? Like, did you grow up without a phone?" And I was like, "You know what? I don't know. I think we like." <laughs> Literally didn't want to call each other to do these recaps because we wanted to focus on watching the show. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. like, we were recapping shows before recapping shows <laughs> were a thing. <laughs> Roswell is my jam. Roswell, love, yeah. I love Roswell. But anyway, Shuri Appleby is, like, super great in this. Uh-huh. Um, and she's also, like, kind of, like, mentally unbalanced, too. So it, like, adds another In the show? In the show. Okay. So it adds this other layer to, like, she's basically handling all these mentally unbalanced contestants who are vying for the bachelor's love while she's also like figuring out her own life and it gets like more ridiculous and ridiculous as the show goes on but it's just so entertaining and it's actually a really well acted and well written show it's on lifetime 
but get over it. Like, it's a really good show. And season two just started, and it's on Monday nights at 10 o'clock for those who actually own or still have cable. <laughs> <laughs> I most be- I feel like most people do. Um, okay, cool. My obsession of the week is it, uh, the medium is very surprising. It's a uh, book. It's a book. And I don't actually read. I don't read. I mean, I don't really think you should go around saying that you don't read, but... You know, I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I don't, like... I don't read books, Mm -hmm. right? But there's this specific uh, author writer. uh, His name is Chuck Klosterman. If he writes something... Whatever he writes? Yeah. It's like, you know, you have... You were talking about this um, off-air, but it's like... You know, if we if there are certain actors that make a movie or certain directors that make a movie, we're just gonna watch it, yeah. right? This dude, if he writes, I'm reading it. If he writes a 700 page novel, you will read it. No, because <laughs> novel it, novel is different. Because I'm interested in this dude, uh-huh. like I'm interested in him as like a person, right? Yeah. So he's written novels. I haven't read any of his novels. Like I'm fiction. No, you fiction. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. not gonna read that. Okay. That's not like his, that's not his, his thing. You know, he writes uh, nonfiction, uh-huh. right? And so uh, I own a few of his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was I Wear the Black Hat. Excuse me. Um, and he just came out with a new book called But What If We're Wrong? And what it does is um, I haven't bought it or read it yet. It but just I'm, came out? It just came out. Um, and it takes a look at the present as though it was the past. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's a little confusing, but if you know anything uh, about him, it it it's right up his wheelhouse. Um, so it asks questions like you know the things that we think we know about pop culture now, uh, will they still ring true? You know, you know, twenty years from now, a hundred years from now, hundreds of years from now, or you know, are we totally misguided because we're just thinking in the now? But it's not just about pop culture. Right? No, no, it's, it's not. About... He, he'll, t- yeah, he he goes off on a lot of tangents, and it, so he started off as like a, I think, um, like a music critic. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he, you know, wrote more and more, and there were more avenues for him to uh, explore other things. Um, like my favorite stuff that he he did is actually um, he used to. He no longer is currently, but for quite some time, he was the weekly writer in the New York Times for the ethicist column, which is like people would email him um, questions about ethics, like, oh, is this what's right or wrong? Like, objectively speaking, not like, you know, um, subjectively, what would you do? But just if you take, if ethics are a code of conduct that we've all agreed upon Mm -hmm. um, and is objective and unbiased what is the right or wrong thing to do or what would be right or wrong ethically in this case and um super interesting so if does, you, does that column still exist or i think the column still exists and it's writ or it's um the people who take care of it i think it might even be a rotating group of, of people but it used to be exclusively just him okay. um and so anything he writes i'm just i'm always going to read as long as it's not fiction mm-hmm. okay yeah, uh, and so that's it. Cool. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add before we? No, just end? subscribe to us on iTunes. Yep, uh, it's no one is listening. Uh, one word. Um, look for us in uh, the podcast in iTunes. Make sure you review. Make sure you rate, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Uh, so yeah, nothing else. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.